0: Today's show is brought to you by AT and T Business. From advanced cybersecurity to the Internet of Things, AT and T gives you the flexibility to adapt to today's ever-changing business world. Learn more at att.com/agility. Recode Radio presents Recode Decode, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. You may know me as someone who lets Scott Galloway pick all her lottery numbers. But in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, or just visit recode.net slash podcasts for more. Today, I'm back in New York City, and I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Scott Galloway. The Psychic, who's also a New York University professor and founder of L2. When we last spoke, he casually predicted that Amazon might buy Whole Foods. And then, less than a week after we published that interview, that exact thing happened. We have a lot to talk about since then, including his first book, which is called The Four, The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. And we have so many other companies to talk about and branding issues. Scott, welcome back to Recode Decode.
1: Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. And
0: no problem. You were you know, you're the most popular podcast we've had. That's What's going uh, on. Yeah, Kevin Systrom. you beat, that's, you beat that's, Tim Ferris.
1: That's an incredibly disparaging statement to your other guests, but thank
0: you. <laughs> In any case, let's talk about what we talked about last time. We, what, we had a really wide-ranging discussion about brands, which I yeah. think is the basis of this book yeah. um, that's coming out. It's coming out when? In October?
1: October the 3rd.
0: And But you can pre-order it on Amazon. And Thank you for saying that. Yes, you can. Amazon, what a which, thrill. What you a can thrill.
1: pre-order it. All yeah. right.
0: So let's talk about this. the prediction you made on the show, which I yeah. thought was interesting, which was out of nowhere, really, yeah. that Amazon would buy Whole Foods. There's so yeah. many other directions you could have taken Amazon in. A lot of people thought you knew about it, that you were part of the deal.
1: Yeah, I got a couple calls, including one scary one from an agency asking, "Hi, we're just calling, but how did you know this?" Oh, <laughs> <And> uh, <laughs> it's better to be lucky than to be good. But in mm-hmm. retrospect, it seems fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. The company's trying to build a cable pipe of stuff mm-hmm. into the wealthiest households in America mm-hmm. and create intensity. And a key component of intensity in a relationship is m- making it uh, fluid, not episodic. Right. And it's very difficult to have that sort of intense consumer-like relationship with a household. If you don't tap into what is the largest consumer sector in the world, grocery. at $750 billion. Right. And then the hard part about grocery from, you know, those of us who remember Webvan is the last mile. Right. And what Whole Foods has done is create 550 flexible, well-lit warehouses in incredibly dense, wealthy neighborhoods. So the fastest way for Amazon to get from kind of not A, but from B to E – is to buy this company. To buy
0: these and they're all they're spread out in the exact locations they want and people are willing to go there because it's a pleasant shopping
1: experience. They bring life to long tail brands which are all the rage where all the growth is. Mhm. It's a company that, you know, has figured out or is, is starting to figure out last mile. It's a great brand. It just – they could shut them down and use them as warehouses and I think justify the price. And right. people say, well, the Which largest –
0: said at the time.
1: With the largest acquisition to date uh, before Whole Foods was less than a billion dollars. But as a percentage of their market cap – it was about the same, right? So you could argue this wasn't the biggest acquisition. This no, was about absolutely. The same size. So
0: they, in buying this, what's interesting is the, this idea of last mile. Because I yeah. didn't buy groceries from Amazon. What I could have, I suppose. but I yeah. did drive to to Whole Foods. Or yeah. I do drive to Whole Foods, which is there's like three in my neighborhood. Yeah, Along whole, with Safeways and other, other grocery stores.
1: Yeah, Whole Foods is a pretty good indicator of wealth. And mm-hmm. I don't know how many wealthy pockets there are, but uh, the 550 stores, I think they cover probably 60 to 70% probably mm-hmm. of household income above you – know, of, of those households that have over 90 or 95%. Uh, I, I think it's genius. I, I think it is going to be to Amazon what uh, Instagram wants to Facebook.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, th- a,
1: think about what we're going to have here. Okay. It, am, Amazon is not only the fastest growing online retailer. It's about mm-hmm. to become the fastest growing offline retailer.
0: Which Whole Foods has been.
1: It, it, Whole Foods had, had hit a bit of a wall. It was operationally considered not a very well-run company. Mm-hmm. Fantastic brand, fantastic merchandising, but operationally pre- kind of weak. And, you know, Amazon, word is, is pretty good at that stuff. Yes, yeah, I've heard. Although a lot of people in retail say that they're, they're going to find – Supplying stores harder than, than than they're used to. But I, I don't know. I think these guys are going to figure so. it out. I yeah. don't
0: think it's that hard. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. W- would that make them move into other areas or just be cheaper for rich people? I mean, what's the choice there?
1: I'm not sure this is good for society. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> going to be get,
0: now I'll get cheap kombucha yeah, it's gonna be great. along with everything that's else That's right. It's going to be great
1: for wealthy households. Because rich
0: people can't catch a break in this country. And
1: it's going to be great. To live in urban centers where two thirds of the economic growth is, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, this, it, this, I mean, so many moons line up around why this is a great idea. And one of the most interesting things about it is the market agreed and basically paid for the acquisition with mm-hmm. other grocers' money. Right. So, Amazon announces it, their, their market cap goes up by more than the purchase price, and the market cap of competitive grocers goes down. Right. So basically the market said Amazon we love this idea so much we're going to make your competitors pay for it.
0: And we and become weaker. So what do they do next? What is next for Amazon? Make your next prediction. Or and we'll make a lot of predictions today. Sure. But what what do you think then happens? Is that they're going to digest this and deal you that know, it's a big acquisition yeah. and they have had you know they have a great management team but yeah. still it's Limited in its ability to do too many things.
1: So a couple uh, non-important and some less non-important uh, predictions around Amazon because they're fun and they catalyze a lot of thought. And I hear from a lot of people on Twitter telling me how wrong I am. But the uh, in terms of a po- possible next acquisition, the logical one would be Nordstrom's mm-hmm. because it would be cheap. It's in Seattle, right. and they are and they clearly they know each other well. They, do. they know each other well. They're operationally very sound. It's a great company, and they very are customer
0: tr- service oriented.
1: And they're trying to establish relationships with high-end brands which they have been unable to do mm-hmm. and Nordstrom has those and Nordstrom has a lot of credibility and a lot of wealthy households have a Nordstrom credit card sure so it would get them just as Whole Foods is taking them from B to D or E in, in grocery, grocery uh, Nordstrom would take them from B to D or E in huh. fashion and apparel.
0: How many stores does Nordstrom have?
1: That's a great question, I don't know. A lot,
0: a lot, but in the right places they Oh yeah, are.
1: Kind, of the, kind of the same thing they do it and, and they do a great job. Now what I think, though, the bigger prediction, and I've been saying this for a while and I've been mm-hmm. wrong, is they're going to launch something, call it Prime Squared, where they're basically going to use artificial intelligence, your credit card, a fulfillment network, and Alexa to just start sending you stuff. We talked a little bit about this last time. Right, platform.
0: the box. Yeah. And Explain that. Uh, Explain what you meant. When,
1: well, they'll say, hey, they'll they'll probably do it in a college town where everyone has a smartphone, mm-hmm. everyone loves Amazon, and everyone has – has broadband, and they'll say, we know a lot about you, and you like us, and you trust us. Mm -hmm. So sign up for this, and we're going to start sending you two boxes two, three times a week. And one of those boxes will have the stuff we think you want, and one will be empty. And you send what you don't want back in the empty box, and we'll Mm -hmm. pick it up. And then you'll manicure using this great thing we have all over your house called Alexa. Alexa, barbecue for six people on Saturday. Alexa, I'm leaving town for 10 days. Alexa, I want Lagunitas IPA bear versus Stella Artois. Alexa, send me four quotes for auto insurance for a 2014 Toyota Camry via email. And they'll do this, and they'll get better and better at it using artificial intelligence. So and they'll test
0: it in a They'll place. test
1: it. And then they'll announce that the test takes Amazon Prime users from $1,300 a year in purchases to $7,000. Mm-hmm. The stock will become anti-gravity go to race to a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And then the marketplace is going to begin to freak out about over one or two things or both of them. One, they're going to start connecting the dots around job loss because they're just better yeah. at this and other people are more to. efficient. You're already starting to see some of that populist rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And two, you're going to have a situation where the, the, for the first time in history, we have a company that can perform what I call Jedi mind tricks, and that is it can destroy another company by just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Bezos could take 10 or 20% of the market cap away from any Fortune 500 company tomorrow just by announcing he's going into their business.
0: Right, such as insurance. You were talking like insurance or –
1: they put out a picture of a prepared meal kit and Blue Apron crashes. Mm-hmm. If tomorrow he were to say we have the infrastructure that foots well to overnight delivery, the $150 billion in market cap of DHL, FedEx, and UPS yeah. would decline by 10 or $20 billion within 48 hours.
0: Yeah, I'm obsessed with their logistics area. You know, they bought – Kiva or what was the company they bought? Yeah, the robotics company. The robotics company. I think that is the most fascinating purchase of all. You know, you, I was thinking Amazon logistics services, but then it sounds like the disease ALS. But there's something like a- Amazon Web Services where mm-hmm. Google has caught up and others have caught up, that they have an opportunity to really run logistics for everything, for all kinds of things, and automate.
1: And rent a- it. Yeah, yeah. I, I incorrectly thought that that might be Uber. That mm-hmm. Uber might be a last mile logistics company, but that's mm-hmm. that's not happening. But you're right; it's it's incredibly impressive. They're, and, and when you look at, they've applied for a trans Pacific Oceanic shipping license. Mm-hmm. They're leasing 757s. They have bought tractor trailers. They're makes clearly sense part of their business. They're well, clearly it's part of their going. Business. Yeah, they're, they're taking going. costs
0: out of their business by doing it. themselves. And
1: they'll start renting it out to other people. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, you could see everyone from William Sonoma to. Uh, Home Depot Why potentially using using Amazon's back end.
0: Right. And so you my, Jedi mind that's a really interesting concept. What does Amazon do then because you know you have this rising very clear they're going to hurt retail very badly you have the president mm-hmm. tweeting about it mm-hmm. in his very otherwise busy week he mm-hmm. managed to knock one off against amazon yeah. which nobody paid attention to really yeah, because he run. was busy yeah. supporting neo-nazis doing that and that <laughs> There's sort of that. took the attention <laughs> is like There's that. Um, but he did make a, a hit against them and i think you know someone was like oh who cares it's him and i'm like no no this is uh it's not going to be just trump it'll be others because it'll start to really have yeah. an impact and uh this week i was in uh, kentucky and west virginia on this tech jobs tour people are trying to be trained and is yeah. called here sourcing all kinds of different things yeah. um, but one of the issues was the worries about retail because this is you know say in kentucky coal mining is really the jobs have declined rather precipitously but what if retail starts to decline what if you know, because that's another big employer there.
1: Well, Amazon has literally added almost the exact amount of dollar volume to their top line that department stores have lost. Mm-hmm. And but department stores need two people for every one. Amazon needs to execute the same amount of business, which means that if they're adding uh, wh- whatever it is, you know, twenty billion dollars a year in revenue, you're losing about thirty to fifty thousand dollars, thirty to fifty thousand retail employees. So you mm-hmm. can fill up Yankee Stadium with merchandisers window dressers, cashiers, right, and say, here's your pink slip. That, I think that it, they're going to start making the dots around that, or the Fortune 500 is going to basically say, guys, they're going to use a, an emotional argument. They're going to say, what does it mean for our society when a company can get to a half a trillion dollars in value without paying taxes?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do we pay for well, our soldiers? Well, they
0: do pay sales taxes, to be fair. Uh, they, they, well, yeah, they, they, till,
1: uh, as of four years ago? Yeah. No, so we yeah. were subsidizing Amazon, right, Walmart. Right, but it's hard to go back. You know, no I mean, income can... tax.
0: Yes, but they could take away. Uh, yeah, they don't. They're not employing people. They're, it's the employment. Well, not economy. only
1: employment, but it's even more than that. Uh, they've paid almost no income tax mm-hmm. because they figured out a way to teach the marketplace to take them to the fourth most valuable or fifth most valuable company without in the world that. without no, profitability. Absolutely.
0: So I think it's not just Trump who will be attacking them. It'll be what is what does Bezos do? Does he get friendlier? Does he become? Uh, you know, and he's also bought the Washington Post, which has put yep. him in a political crosshairs. But yep. that's not going to last forever. He, at, at some point, but what does he do then? Does he become very no. friendly? Does he get out in front of it the way Microsoft never did during its monopolistic period?
1: So I think they're very, I think these companies are all very smart at wrapping themselves in a progressive blanket. And I'm not mm-hmm. questioning their actual principles. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that this is disingenuous. Mm-hmm. But they're comfortable with them being overtly. Um, uh, progressive because right. they come across as soft and cuddly mm-hmm. and non-threatening, mm-hmm. and I think it's no accident that a lot of photos that officially come out of Amazon are of Jeff laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. I just think he's likable, and likable people are less likely to you know, invite regulatory in scrutiny. Is it's he? Funny. Oh yeah. You know, my don't. I've never been in the well, same room I haven't
0: with him. Seen him. I, I saw him relatively recently, but he's a tough guy. I've always thought he's very tough. Not.
1: But the thing the he, smiling,
0: you know, clown. I've never thought of him like that. Yeah,
1: I, I doubt that. Right. Uh, I spoke after him at a J.P. Morgan conference, and he was talking about uh, endorsing universal guaranteed income, mm-hmm. which I found frightening. And I wouldn't, if I were his handling his communications, I would say the smartest, or at least the person who is perceived as the smartest, most visionary business person in the world, shouldn't be pimping universal guaranteed income because basically what you're signaling is I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy jobs so fast. And then fast, give you
0: communism. Money. <laughs> you're not going
1: to be able to keep up. Right, so we right. just, we just need to start paying, you know, the populace here. You asked me what they should do. If I were Bezos, I would prophylactically spin the cloud business Mm -hmm. because I think when people start looking at fastest growing, most profitable sector of tech, cloud, oh, that's Amazon, fastest growing online retailer, fastest growing offline retailer, fastest growing streaming media company. Everyone is going to start to freak out. Right. So if I were him, I would break myself up.
0: Break yourself up in in advance of what? Spin Louis
1: the did. cloud. Spin the cloud business. A. I think it'd probably be good for shareholders. Mm-hmm. I think uh, these companies, that company Ooh, would even trade be a interesting.
0: I like that idea. potentially
1: higher. And it would. He needs to. He needs to get out ahead of the curve. because wh- people wh- are going to come PR after him. From point
0: of view, I mean, he's obviously bulked up physically, which everyone God, knows. He's which is a little jacked, scary. isn't I he? I know he's a, he's a <laughs> skinny my little God. guy. God. Yeah.
1: He, yeah, no, good for him. Oh, there's him. something going on there. He's definitely spending a couple hours in the gym. Uh, and
0: more, perhaps. Yeah,
1: no, it's working for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're going to see, I think, a trillion dollars, and then I think there's either calls to break them up. What'll be interesting is it's going to force some navel-gazing around antitrust, because antitrust law has largely been driven by the notion, if it's good for the consumer, yeah. it's good for society. Which is
0: good for the consumer.
1: Amazon's been great for the consumer. Right. So w- what we're going to have on a more... Spiritual, a more intellectual discussion is what's always good for the consumer might not necessarily always be what's good, good for, for society. society.
0: So we've had not just Trump talk about it, but we had Cory Booker talk about yeah. it specifically call yeah. out. So who's it going to be that does it? Because largely our government didn't really move in with Google yeah. when they had the chance, and they certainly didn't. The only people that did are Europe. Yeah. Uh, who is mostly targeting Google? Like still, Margaret um, Vestager. Yeah, Margaret Vestager. Yeah, the
1: only the only regulator in the world whose testicles have descended and is actually going after these guys. Yeah, and so with who a does real it? fine. I think it's going to be a, a district attorney in the state that sees that the the shortest path to the governor's mansion is to create a populist argument and go after one or all of these guys, and we'll get elected governor, and then every politician is going to decide that that's the new. Cool thing to do. All of
0: them are just one or two, or because people like Amazon. That's the, you know, customers like it. They like Google. They yeah. like you know, like you were saying, they sort of wrap themselves into a. You know, Microsoft was a different creature. People didn't like no it. No one liked it.
1: Yeah, you know, so. I, I think they have tremendous loyalty, but I uh, there's a lot of people hurting out there mm-hmm. and looking for someone to blame.
0: Right. And, and so I just
1: would wouldn't underestimate their ability. You know, you can see the narrative. All right, there was General Motors created. You know, whatever it is, it's $50 billion in market capitalization spread across a quarter of a million middle class households. Mm -hmm. Facebook, $450 billion across 17,000 households. So if you're not one of those 17,000 households, you you could find a reason to get angry at these guys or say they should be – or there will also be an argument where it's not going to do anything to your service if we break them up. It's not going to do anything to your service if we tax them more. It's not going to do – so I think the consumer argument won't uh, won't hold water. So
0: what do they what, again? What do they do? They get they obviously lobby up. They get the lobbyists. What else do they? I think get-
1: I think a lot of them are doing it. I think they're fantastic at PR. I think they're great at positioning themselves as really um, thoughtful, progressive, interested, engaged citizens. I, I don't think it's any accident that that Facebook spent a lot of time and energy talking about um, helping Cheryl um, facilitate this conversation around leaning in. Mm-hmm. If she was fervently pro-life, I don't think they would be flying right. her to can to speak to advertising right. executives mm-hmm. uh, because conservatives are seen as mean and threatening. So mm-hmm. I think they do a great job of man- managing their and PR. The market
0: goes all around the country and visits various livestock and people that <laughs> live <right>. with them.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. And he's talking about, uh, well, there's chatter about him running for president. I'd be curious if you think there's I any do. credibility there. I don't there. think so. You don't I think just so? Don't, I, he's probably too smart for that, right? So I
0: think, I think he's more powerful where he is, and he's, that's I think an think he's just, just, It's more just powerful. It's a curiosity to him. It would be a yeah. curiosity to him to do yeah. it. Yeah. I, think. I don't think he's of the, the typical executive, like that idiot Trump could do it. I could. like. There's yeah. a lot of that. You can see a lot of executives going, wait a minute, look what he did. And so I think he's not of that school. He's not a. Yeah. I think it's just an interesting problem for him. It would be more than. And he also likes to just do these odd little exercises. Yeah. Remember, he was killing things that he ate for a while there.
1: I remember that, but you know what? That that's he's the equivalent Chinese. of that's he's like, Chinese. That's so. like that's just. Uh, bulking up and getting jacked without actually the work just announcing you kill animals that's pretty I think that's pretty no, macho no but it, it's
0: just like he has these little exercises and he eats them right he did, then he, he only eat, eats I only eat kill, what I kill eat what you kill and then he Chinese and then
1: yeah.
0: a couple of years ago it was learning how to communicate better like conversation so I, I don't know I don't know but wasn't the
1: Chinese thing basically an attempt to, to say hey China let us in
0: I, yeah, exactly everything has another thing yeah. but it's also part of his personality because it's been going on for a, as long as I've known him yeah, You know, at one point he was walking a certain number of, you know, he was way before everyone else was walking around. He was counting his steps like a long time. I got high. You couldn't interview him if you didn't walk around with him. So, I, you know what I mean? So, it's like, uh, okay, was mm-hmm. he starting yeah. to do Fitbit? No, he just, that was the thing. Like, so.
1: Why are billionaires eccentric? eccentric uh, he's because not really they can eccentric. It's right? just... That sounds. A I think he'd be eccentric
0: if he was just a programmer working yeah. for Disney. I th- you know what I mean? So when
1: I lived in San Francisco, I owned the house next to his. And by the way, it feels really good to have sold the house 10 years ago that's <laughs> now next to Mark Zuckerberg. That's <laughs>
0: they all live up there. I live, I'm live. i two blocks yeah. away. I'm always like, I'm coming up to yeah. say hey.
1: Yeah. Um, no, that was a, that was another sound investment decision on my part yeah, to Nice. Sell well the done. House. They're all yeah. up there. All of them, a whole bunch
0: of Facebook guys. Yeah. Um, so let's finish up talking about Amazon. So you think they're going to buy Nordstrom. But an old department store retailer, essentially. Uh,
1: only it would only be Nordstrom. I don't think they'd want the bad DNA of Macy's, and I don't think the Nordstrom deal will likely happen because it's family run. And whenever you're talking about a family controlled company, yeah, you bring in family, Nordstrom's, which is, yeah. and they're they seem like wonderful, wonderful smart people. people. Yeah. But you don't know what happens at Thanksgiving day so you can don't they know buy? who's in charge. <laughs> I, I don't I think they're gonna digest this for a while. Mm. And the, the, probably the other acquisitions will be more boring ones that are around what you were talking about, the logistics and the back end space. And the back
0: end. What about in entertainment?
1: You know, I think entertainment and I don't understand that business as well, but I don't think they need it. I think entertainment with it's enough just money it just I, adds- you can go find the 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 creatives and create you know, the distribution I guess is pretty tough, but they're now the second largest um, spender on creative content for mm-hmm. television, just behind Netflix, which upped their budget when they heard Amazon's feet, footsteps behind mm-hmm. them. But I don't think they need to. Right. I don't.
0: And any other area you imagine them getting into?
1: You know, what. <laughs> well, it, the, the question is what areas won't they get into? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have sort of this periscope into every consumer category through their marketplace, and they can decide what's most profitable. But if they were to, say, be the fastest growing. Company in the largest consumer sector and the largest economies in the world—that's a pretty good. Will they get wrap. back to
0: mobile after their phone debacle?
1: I think at some point pr- they'll offer a, a device to prime households like and give them let, free a, Telco Alexa
0: or something like
1: that. They'll just say, "Hey, would you like to have Telco for free?" And they'll figure out some funky technology mm-hmm. that'll be eighty mm-hmm. percent of your Galaxy or your iPhone for free, which is right. always a really good value proposition. Absolutely, and it'll awesome. scare and Verizon and AT and T stock will go down ten well, percent. Maybe that Jeff day. Bezos should become president. They'll just announce it. That would be really. Um, see, I could see him doing. You can see him doing it.
0: Yeah,
1: that I would could. be uh, that would be really. Really interesting. He's
0: also got a fascinating personal life. He's got like 83 children, and his wife is fantastic. I mean, the, the whole story is terrific. The oh, really? story, yeah. It's all kinds of stuff going on. There. Yeah,
1: he's got a good. He's got a good narrative, good, right? Good tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Bezos in 20.
0: Yeah, and he's and he's jacked, so he looks. Yeah, thinner.
1: that's key. I think that's the key. <laughs> Actually, right. now we're digressing, but I think it's going to be. I think your your guy Gavin Newsom is going to run.
0: Oh yeah, he could. He's great. Yeah. I'm like Gavin Newsom. I'm yeah. not going to ever. After he did the gay marriage thing, I will. Yeah, no. Be,
1: Tall, thick hair. Boom, yeah. president. It looks good. The skin yeah. is
0: flawless. Oh and god, else. he's a great-looking guy. little bit guy. of scandal behind him. Yeah, yeah. that's fun,
1: right? Yeah. A, just actually, a little.
0: Just it's enough. Makes <laughs> him interesting. Oh no, he's got a lot.
1: He of has he? It has it. I'm not, not that close good. to it.
0: Yeah, um, but he's yeah, he's a really interesting guy. I think people underestimate him a great deal. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk about other things: Uber, Google, with uh, James Damore and free speech, and other things in mean, the White House where you know all kinds of shit is going on behind the scenes. We're here with Scott Galloway, and we're going to be talking also about his new book when we get back. Today's show is brought to you by Audible, which is an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. And you can listen to all of that wherever you are thanks to Audible's free apps for iOS, Android, and Amazon devices. It's not a streaming or rental service. With Audible, you own your books. Scott, I asked you last time what book I should listen to next. What do you think I should listen to after that?
1: Uh, Sapiens.
0: Ah, yes, that's the one you said before, Sapiens, again, because...
1: Uh, I just think it's outstanding and, and to understand I used to think that if you wanted to be great in business you should major in English because mm-hmm. I think the written word is so powerful and demonstrates a lot of leadership I now think we should all go back and study evolutionary anthropology I think it gives us so much insight into who we are and what, why businesses work Fantastic
0: and, it's, it is a great book yeah. I'm right now listening to Shattered the Hillary Clinton campaign things she and, lost in case you did yeah, yeah.
1: I heard and <laughs> do you, just, do you just put the book down every five pages and sob well it, it, it's
0: interesting yeah. you know if she had won you could have flipped it into what did you genius they were, what a ragtag bag of you know what I mean, I don't think there's any campaign that is not like Hillary Clinton's campaign, you know what I mean, they're all a mess they're all a bunch of dysfunctional, strange people, so I'm not sure it's I don't know, anyway, when you become an Audible member, you get a free book every month, plus a 30% discount on all regularly priced audiobooks Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership, just go to audible.com slash decode, download a title free and start listening, it's that easy go to audible.com slash de c-o-d-e that's audible.com slash decode to get started today i'd also like to tell you about recode media with peter Kafka. peter who did you talk to this week
1: kara this week i talked to ken burns it was great i would love to talk to ken burns about anything but this week i talked about the vietnam war his new 10 part 18 hour series that's amazing we talked about that we talked about what it's like to make documentaries in an iphone age If I could, I would talk to Ken Burns for 18 hours, but this one's about 45 minutes. You will like it. I did.
0: Sounds great, Peter. You can find Recode Media on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're here with Scott Galloway. He is a professor at NYU. He's an author. He's the founder of L2, and he is a psychic around... Internet companies, especially, he's has a new book that's coming out in October. We are taping this in mid-August. It's called "The Four: The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google." And we've talked a lot about these companies. We just talked about Amazon, but let's talk about the others, especially because they're in the news. Let's talk first about Uber. I know you like to talk about Uber.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk about branding at Uber right now. Now they're now it, it's got worse since we last talked. We had our last show. It was hurtling towards doom, and now they ousted the CEO. Now the CEO is is fighting with their major investors. Ariana's floating around. So Ariana Huffington's floating around out there making trouble. What do you make of this? Because it's also still a great product. Uh,
1: an amazing product. It's, it's hard for me to think of uh, one of the companies that's changed my life the most, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, other than Uber. Uh, mm-hmm. But it does seem like it's, it's an organization where reputations go to die. I think Ariana... <laughs> Ariana She's Huffington, who I think has an incredible brand, looks like an apologist for poor behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the board member, the guy from TPG who'd had this storied career David Bonderman. Uh, David Bonnerman and kind of one errant, stupid comment, kind of that's the, yeah. that's unfortunately the, the period on his career <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Benchmark looks stupid, because. saying, well, saying we were fooled. Right, right. So, well, in my understanding is benchmark has access to pretty good lawyers. And mm-hmm. if I'm a limited partner, it's like, so you're saying you're dumb, you're not good at this. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to protect, you know, cover right. your ass. And right. the, the notion that some 36-year-old entrepreneur bamboozled around board and corporate governance, one of the most successful venture capital firms in history, says, OK, so maybe you just aren't that good at what you do. You're right. supposed to make sure this yeah. never happens. And by the way, when it does happen, you should probably keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just can't. I, I just can't. I, I can't. Um, again, I can't understand why Benchmark would would publicly say, "Oh, he fooled us," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, all the stuff around different different CEOs. They can't find people. They can't find something. Maybe he's coming back. It's just a very. It, it's literally as if they bought the brightest minds together in brand and said, "How can we trash our brand really fast? <laughs> How can we?" How can we really screw it up? What's interesting, though, is that from a consumer perspective, I don't think – I think the brand – I don't say it's bulletproof, but mm-hmm. it's one of those brands that's like Jason. You could think you've killed it yeah. and it'll come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, It, it yeah. adds so much utility and it's such a great service on a global uh-huh. level. Where it hurts them is the investment community. I think they're going to have the mother of all down rounds.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also when they try to IPO.
1: Yeah, that's going to be – that's going to be super difficult unless the last few rounds of investors are willing to take a pretty serious haircut. And what's interesting is someone at some point is going to do the math and see if all the liquidity preferences and preferred returns actually get ahead of what the likely IPO valuation would be, meaning that the common who are always the shock absorber might get screwed here. Right. Uh, so it'll be – you know, you don't know because it it's a private company, but right. I saw the motor and my colleague at NYU – I think put a valuation on it of I think twenty nine billion. It's making some pretty aggressive assumptions.
0: Right now, it's at four. uh, You know, it was at seventy, but really forty, possibly lower.
1: Yeah, but if you go from seventy to twenty nine, I mean, you know, (laughs) what is that? That's a forty one billion dollar destruction in value. Right. That's that's the equivalent of arguably the greatest dot com dot bomb explosion in history. So,
0: and then Travis himself, he's always been on brand, a pain in the ass. Yeah. Possibly malevolent. So he's continuing in that down that road.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that it represents a dangerous narrative in the Valley that was – and I think you you might take offense to this – that was largely cemented by Steve Jobs. That if you're a very talented person, mm-hmm. you cement yourself as a genius if you act like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I think that narrative needs to be broken in Silicon Valley. Well, this guy
0: goes way beyond Steve Jobs, do you? Yeah, think? Fair it was enough. Your, it was your like – he enough. parked his car funny and he yelled at people and maybe every now and then something got thrown
1: small. Steve Jobs?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, oh, you I got worse he,
1: than that, Kara. No, I
0: know that. <laughs> I get that. But it's not down this road. This feels like, because it's the entire company that's yeah. been infected. These, maybe these stories never came out about Apple, but I don't recall it being, any company being quite this bad.
1: Yeah, it's, um, look. It, maybe it,
0: Microsoft in its early days or something.
1: It's a pivot because for, regardless of how, whether you think the morality of it, 70% of high school valedictorians are women. hmm <laughs> Our workforce is looking increasingly female and increasingly people of color. Mm-hmm. So it's just stupid right. not to have nope. a welcoming environment. And sure. there's a reason why Absolutely. the companies that are adding tens of billions in dollars in value happen to be in like neon blue regions. Right. And I, in the 80s, I think you wanted to come across as a CEO as a conservative because right. conservatives were seen as – more steadfast, mm-hmm. more responsible, and Democrats are seen as more reactionary and not economically responsible. Mm-hmm. So the right political posture mm-hmm. for a company as a person, and we personify these companies in the eighties, was to be kind of subtly conservative. The right political posture now, hands down, is to be increasingly not subtle, but increasingly and explicitly overtly progressive.
0: Progressive, absolutely. So and this so this meme doesn't work anymore, this idea. No, I get your point. I mean, I think Apple, Microsoft, Google, even Facebook had mm-hmm. all these problems. Not in quite this, I mean, I call it a quintessence. It's sort of like everybody drained to this one company, and it has all of them uh, mixed together. But I'm, most of those pe- companies pulled out of that behavior mm-hmm. relatively quickly and be, with yeah, the help of up. venture capitalists very quickly, um, even if they went through them and committed some of the very similar. I don't, I'm not sure anyone's as bad as Uber. I've got to say I've been here a long time.
1: It, I've never the, seen
0: so many, so much.
1: Yeah, and it, it reflected just really poorly on the board because no. even when, yeah, exactly. when even when he put out to a memo, look the other way board. Even when he put out a memo saying, "I need to go away and figure this out and reinvent tra- Travis." At some point, when you're responsible for tens or thousands of the economic livelihoods of households and. Tens of thousands of investors who've made a big economic bet on it. It's no longer about you. Right. And the board is supposed to serve as fiduciaries for all shareholders. And mm-hmm. the fact that the investors had to go around the board right. basically says they need a new board. Right. I mean right. it's literally like an unbelievable failure in corporate governance of a company that is worth more than Ford Motor.
0: right? So what happens here? What has to happen, and then what do you think happens? I think they
1: bring in a super talented female CEO. I They're think that's, not doing that. Well, that's absolutely what they should that do. That
0: is not what they're doing.
1: That is uh, So say more. I'm not on the ground. I, I, I think know, it's going to be
0: Jeff Immelt from GE. Oh,
1: uh, So, uh, yeah, a white, guy, a white guy in his 60s, bad move. Yeah. And, and by the way, he might be the best person. Right. But this is a company that needs to inoculate their – that needs to revive their brand and send the right signal to potential employees and consumers in the marketplace. It's the
0: same board picking this. You know? It's not – they haven't moved. It's the same people.
1: Yeah, I, I think investors need to step in here. I, I can't imagine at some point they're going to be prone to fits of sanity mm-hmm. and realize that our perception and our brand is worth tens of billions of dollars. But,
0: but you just attacked Benchmark for having a fit of sanity. Wait a minute. We don't want to get sued for this. This behavior is really hasn't changed. I don't think they should have said they didn't know about it because they enabled it clearly and let it go on for the longest time. You know, when someone. Had, Benchmark was like, well, Kara, we didn't know. You knew. And I was like, well, how do I know? And you didn't know. Like, it was sort of like. I'm
1: getting all this inside baseball. I knew none of this. But yeah, I think bench, they, Benchmark's. They knew.
0: They still are at least saying it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're making the steps. And they had to do it publicly because I don't think they were able to do it behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, but they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Mm-hmm. When they stepped in and forced the resignation of a CEO who should have been fired. And basically they did the board's work. Mm-hmm. They look like leaders. Right. But then when they file a suit saying this kid fooled us. You know and what? We got he wasn't leaving, around our but house. he
0: wasn't leaving. He was right in there causing yeah. all kind. Of, he's he's super good at rope a dope. I'll tell you that. That's, uh, Travis. He, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Does and you know this, and I don't. Does he technically control the board though? Does no. he have a different class of shares?
0: No, not technically. He needs allies.
1: Yeah. Well, he uh, he should be barred at this point. He should be barred from the building. You're rich. You've done a great job. They tried. G- get then get he out. They
0: didn't do it. I'm just telling you, it's well, then really... Well,
1: they they then they need to clean up the is a lot I mean,
0: there's a lot of Trump in it. I mean, I'm like, getting pissed keep... off just
1: listening about this. No, this but is I'm just, just such saying bad they, corporate governance. But what it, do you
0: do to stop something that won't be stopped? Like, it's, the it's shareholders a little Trumping. have to stop that. Like, you know, they tried to get him to... He said the wrong thing about Charlottesville. Yeah. Then they got him to say the right thing. And then the next day, he said the wrong... It's, it, it happens. It's There's a little bit of that going on. And don't you believe it if they tell you he's not doing that, but he isn't.
1: You know, oh my sense does, is he's 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 he he's, gets right in He's there. visibly absent and that is he's and what I'm saying is he's behind the scenes pulling a lot of levers. Right. That's my sense.
0: Yeah. So how do you stop that if they're not going to stop?
1: I think investors have to step in and and Lawsuit. basically say to say to the board, look, unless you start acting as fiduciaries for all shareholders we're going to replace the board, and if it's only if they can only do it legally. But there's so much money on the line. Right. I would think that their greed glands would over would start I to kick. I think a in. lawsuit
0: is the last desperate attempt to stop. I don't think you go. To, I don't think they went to this lawsuit hmm. easily. I don't. You don't do it. You don't do it. You know what? Yeah, Did you get uh, you piss off point. all your other entrepreneurs. You look. Crazy, you look stupid. Crazy, and yeah. possibly you could do it to others.
1: That's a fair point.
0: You know, so I think it's the they didn't have it. They they what they did is oust, in ousting him, they lost their last bullet, and then he kept getting up, like just like you said, which is what. So this you company, you
1: think he refuses to leave the building, and he's still basically he controlling the company?
0: No, no, he's got some, no. It's it's like a Game of Thrones situation. Like hmm. who's getting Westeros? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: What they should do, strictly as someone who's three thousand miles away, they should bring in a talented female executive uh, to bring some sanity to the place. And I think immediately the market cap, the the actual value of this company goes up $10 billion. I would be shocked if that happened.
0: We'll We've see. reported that there's three men left in the thing. Really? I think it's just one. So we'll and see. you think it's I I do. Yeah? Yeah. Well, oh, no, in we'll this broadcast, it'll be known by then, by the time this broadcast. Oh, it's going to we'll happen see. that quickly. Yeah, and then I'll look like a genius, but after the fact, like essentially. So, But it's still a great brand. You still think it's one of these brands oh, yeah, that can it's, continue?
1: It's, it's, it's an outstanding product, mm-hmm. and it tr- brings tremendous what utility.
0: What would you do if you were Lyft in this situation?
1: I think Lyft's doing it. I think Lyft is is basically f- – proven that the Amazon strategy of trying to spend a company to death, which Uber Mm -hmm. was trying to do, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I think Uber will probably be – has an opportunity to establish kind of a niche positioning in certain markets. The thing about – the thing why this company probably isn't worth $70 billion and the reason why – another prediction, I think Airbnb is going to be worth more than Uber Mm -hmm. at some point – is that you don't need – you need global – You and I could start a ride-hailing company in um, Minneapolis or in St. Paul, and all we need is 50 or 100 million bucks, and we can create demand and supply. We can create drivers, and we can pay people who want to hail rides. So anyone can start a local player. Airbnb, you have to have um, regional supply, and you have to have global demand because you have to have the – Yeah, because
0: everyone's traveling.
1: That's right. If you're in Austin, you have to have apartments in Austin. But the people coming to Austin are from all over the world. Right. So the moat is actually much greater for Airbnb than it is for Uber. Totally. But Uber has no moat. Uber is going to have a series of small um, um, competitors nipping at their heels regionally in in different areas. And Lyft is
0: that to them. And, Although and, sometimes I look at Lyft like the Democrats. It's like, Uber stinks. I'm like, that doesn't yeah, make Yeah, he stinks. They, they don't care. I mean, they
1: let you tip. And <laughs> and the hard part is, I th- if I were Uber, uh, what I would do is take some of that cheap capital and vertically integrate and start buying the cars and make them nicer. Because when you see an Uber pull up and it has a Lyft and an Uber sticker in yeah. the window, that's bad for your brand. So yeah. it's very hard to maintain margins without controlling your distribution. And in this case, the distribution is the actual automobile. No, they're
0: trying automobile. self-driving cars. I else. Mean, I think they've fallen behind there because they're in a lawsuit with Google.
1: Or alphabet. Uh, of no. So uh, just as we're paying around, here, I think self-driving cars is going to be one of the most value-destroying um, yep. decisions Me for too. a lot of these guys. Because if you look at media, stuck their chin out, ripe to be disrupted. Cable prices um, going fa- higher, faster than inflation. You, you go across every category of these guys. Advertising was ripe to be disrupted, Facebook and Google. The auto industry. If you look at a Mercedes S Class from 20 years ago on an inflation-adjusted basis, I think it costs less than it does now, and the cars have gotten much better. So this isn't an industry, in my view, dying to be disrupted. Now people will say, "What about what about Tesla?" Okay, but you know, if I were Apple, I would stay the hell away from the auto industry, mm-hmm. other than maybe trying to be the operating system. Sure. But I think uh, self-driving cars will be the uh, kind of the next VR. And that right. is, it's going to wreck a bunch of venture capital. Interesting.
0: First. They uh, AR is what Apple's interested in.
1: I think that makes sense, right? AR
0: is a hundred percent. They're not as interested in anything else but that. Huh. Which I think.
1: But what do you think? <laughs> just turning back to you. What do you think is the most commercially viable application of AR?
0: I don't know yet. You know, we'll be writing about this soon. I'm actually mm-hmm. just l- learning about it. The things they're investing in and what they're thinking about but they right now had opened it up so people mm-hmm. start developing we'll see we'll see all kinds of things all kind, just even like when you have a, a phone open and it suddenly projects onto the ground the way you need to walk mm-hmm. like that like- i'd
1: like to be able to hold my phone to a building in soho and see what apartments are for rent Something like that. And yep. immediately say, what's for sale? See, we
0: just thought of two great ideas. Or
1: you could even hold it up and press another filter and it would tell you what every unit sold for because we right. now have that data. I think there's huge yeah. – so an industry, for example, that I think is ripe to be disrupted is the real estate industry. You, know, you sell a house and you pay yep. 5 or 6% you're trying I think trying to out why.
0: zeroed in on that. I was recently with a bunch of oh, their really? executives and it, AR is all they talked about.
1: Yeah, AR. and other, the other things.
0: There's other things, but AR seem to be – and they're right. It's right in their wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, and the the, the the other the other industry that I would love to see Apple get into that is by the by the metric of uh, raising prices faster than you la- raise the underlying quality of the product is hands down education. Mm-hmm. Apple could start the largest tuition free university in the world. Yep. And not only make a lot of money, but really... Which is
0: their roots, too. ...starts their Remember? starts their Remember, they things for Apple and then buy... Remember, it a, an ed, it's a, it's then a then brand rooted in, in, in education. Yeah, but then Google got in there with Chromebooks, which is interesting. All right, we're going to move from Apple to uh, Google. Uh, I'd love to talk very yep. briefly, and then we'll talk about your book in the next segment, where we can talk more about these companies. But the free speech, James Damore, who now keeps shooting himself. I don't think there's any more toes left. He embraces, he says negative things about women, then he goes and embraces the alt-right, and now he thinks he's... Persecuted like gays in the 1950s were, which really, I think,
1: Well, Sundar, he's had a great week, right? Because no one's really interested in manifestos after Charlottesville right now. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: also – so when I write, when I speak, I take liberties. I'll have – there's a lot of opinion. Sure. And then I, I can't help it, but I'll cherry-pick facts to support my opinion. Sure. But when you're putting out a manifesto about whether or not differences in, in gender as it relates which to exist. a job – you have to really make your arguments bullet point, bulletproof. And he was cherry-picking so many things. There are there's a, there's a ton of great academic research that does say men are different from women. Right. He was cherry-picking the stuff that shed women in a bad light. Mm-hmm. And when you're a company that needs to um, continue to have this sort of progressive, welcoming feeling for the 70% of high school grad, valedictorians that are women, or it, distinct to the moral argument... You just create an impossible situation for the CEO. Mm-hmm. Get your crap and get out of here. Right, You're right, fired. Right. So and they
0: acted quickly. They acted.
1: That was the best thing about it. It was mm-hmm. decisive. They didn't mm-hmm. sit on their hands and try and figure out what to do. He mm-hmm. acted. He acted decisively. I think he, Sundar
0: Pichai. Yeah, I, I think
1: his only mistake was to say that, you know, we value this discussion. Or it's important we have this discussion. Not really, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, Google is there to sell more keywords to Mazda, mm-hmm. not to encourage the employees to have these incendiary. Uh, manifestos yeah. that's just not
0: although have you been to Google I, 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 I think I wrote I said there's nobody that loves to talk more than Google people really about everything like literally they'll discuss like the stairs or t-shirts or the lawn they will go they when in the early days of Google those two founders it, it said at the beginning they had these TGIFs and literally they have these arguments with each other like they would say something rude to the founders the founders would say something rude back to them and it was about the toast like they would have, you know what I mean? Like so, it's a group of people that feel, they like and they dog. have all these these meme generators and platforms to do it within Google. So this yeah. is a group of people that never shut the hell
1: up. I've so only been I to the one in New York, what, yeah. and there was people on scooters and beards. I felt so old I was going to slip and break <laughs> a, break a hip there. And free well, food. actually, the
0: founders are getting old now, but I think it's, it's a culture that's been very blabby, you know, almost to be like stop talking for tech people you talk too much kind of thing but they are so i think that's why this guy felt the need. and by the way what was fascinating his one of his main arguments that is he couldn't speak up when everyone at the company got to see his speaking up and millions of people more got to see it because it got leaked obviously so he had an opportunity to speak up people just didn't like what he had to say
1: it was handled really well yeah. the, the ceo and whoever was advising a did a great job they were decisive And it was absolutely the right thing to do. And quite frankly, the timing was on his side because Mm -hmm. no one feels sorry. I mean, everyone feels less sorry for this guy now, based on recent events. So, you know, his his best advice, uh, the best if you were counseling the kid, would be just literally to shut up. Can't do it, and he just can't do it. You're Mm -hmm. right. he he sprayed bullets all over his feet, and now he's taking the gun and putting it in his mouth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was interesting. One of his arguments, which I think a lot of techies agree with, I think that's the one area that. First Amendment, free speech, you know, that was the first thing. When when these guys who get to say anything they want don't get to say something, they go mm-hmm. crazy. Like mm-hmm. they And they go to free speech and it sort of takes it away from the actual issue, which is gender problems in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But they want all they want to talk about is what they're denied, which I found really interesting, which was sort of is off topic as far as I can tell. Are there any good arguments you made that that should happen in companies like these? If you're talking about progressive companies where everybody should be able to say what they think?
1: I personally think that at the end of the day, a company like – I think in media, we, you have an obligation to pursue the truth and have these conversations internally mm-hmm. and be open about them. I think in academia, we have an obligation to pursue the truth and have difficult conversations. I, I think Google is there to sell to sell more water purifiers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, while it's probably because they're so powerful important that we have that discussion about the service itself, mm-hmm. I don't think they have an obligation to internally um, promote – debates publicly that are going to make them look bad and put the CEO in a very difficult position. Uh, you know, it's nice. It's theoretically, I guess it's a nice thing. But I don't I don't think for private company, I think they're primarily there to increase shareholder value and build economic security and create a middle class. Mm-hmm. I think that's what organizations are invented for in a capitalist society. Well, what
0: about then? I mean, I, what I tried to explain to people is like, you can have freedom seats for, against the government. It's not if you work at a company and you say something they don't want you to say, you get to leave. You, you get invited to leave the building essentially.
1: It, it, I've been a CEO. Anyone who damages shareholder value, anyone yeah. who puts me in an impossible situation, I'm going to fire. Mm-hmm. And, and the notion that, that people have these – yeah, if he wants to exercise his First Amendment rights in his spare time – Okay, as long as it doesn't hurt our shareholder value. And, and look, it sucks to be a grown-up. Right. When you get benefits <laughs> and free food, and get to ride your scooter around work, yeah. and bring your dog to work, and make one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year, or whatever it is they're paying engineers now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there's some downside, and one of those downsides is when you get all hopped up on an idea that might be incendiary to to mm-hmm. a large portion of the workforce and a huge portion of our potential workforce, and the CEO and the board has to have emergency meetings all weekend. Yeah get your stuff and get out of here right right. so I don't I don't I don't think there's a lot of navel gazing here yeah Yeah, you screwed up
0: you screwed up we're going to talk about that speaking out especially politically and also your new book uh, which is coming out in October we're here with Scott Galloway this episode of Recode Decode is brought to you by AT&T Business whether it's helping to protect your data empowering your people or making faster more informed decisions AT&T has the network solutions and people to make it happen. Discover the power of AT&T at att.com/agility. Today's show is brought to you by TransferWise. Do you ever need to send money internationally? Maybe you're an engineer who moved to the US or a business owner paying suppliers in another country, or a freelancer getting paid by a client in a foreign country. You should use TransferWise because when it comes to sending money, banks are stuck in the past. TransferWise is the future. You pay into a local account, and TransferWise pays your recipient from an account in their country. Currencies don't need to cross borders, and that should matter to you because it lets TransferWise do the things your bank can't. They charge you one low fee and give you a low rate that your cheap Uncle Larry would be proud of. Is your bank slow and hard to use? TransferWise payments take seconds to set up. See how much you can save by going to TransferWise.com or download the app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Once again, that's TransferWise.com. Transfer as in, I need to transfer money to another country. Wise spelled W-I-S-E. Transferwise.com. We're here with Scott Galloway, one of my favorite guests. He's also the most popular guest on Recode Decode. You have beaten all the others. You are There can be only one, Scott, and it's you. <laughs> so uh, this new book you have, The Four, the hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, what, what is the hidden DNA? DNA.
1: So I believe that um, who we are as people, that these companies have disarticulated who we are as people. I think Google is God. That we Google ha- is God. Yeah, Google is a hundred percent, care. Google is God. And a modern so as we become more affluent and more educated, societies become less religious and less dependent upon a super being. At the same time, our modern day anxieties grow, and I think we, that creates a void where we need a super being that we trust more than any other entity. Right. Uh, We want something where we can send information into the atmosphere of prayer. Will my kid be all right? And we want some divine intervention that we don't understand to send us back an answer. Symptoms and treatment of croup into the Google query box. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one in six queries, I believe, to Google have never been asked for in the history of mankind. Hmm. So what rabbi, priest, scholar, coach, parent has so much credibility that one in six questions posed to that person have never been asked before. I think if you had your face and your name above the query, every query you've put in that box, you would realize you trust and have more respect for Google than any other entity Mm -hmm. in terms of what you think, Mm -hmm. how it can divinely It's true. It's fascinating. I I was at a
0: dinner the other night and it's like what happened to that person. I go, if only we had a global information vehicle that we could search. <laughs> that was all-knowing. That, <laughs> that was could seeing everybody. And perhaps give us the answer instantly, right yeah. now. And as know we're your intentions
1: before <laughs> before you actually act upon them. So Google is God. Go, I think, okay,
0: it's fascinating. So are they like the encyclopedia, or God. But because oh I was I, I was wandering in, in Oakland, California last week, and there was a, in the alley was all the world book encyclopedias. They were all arranged. Someone was giving them away. I had a, an encyclopedia. So did you did have I. One? Yeah. I got and, one from my godfather.
1: It was a big gift. Very expensive. I had to explain
0: it to my kids. I was yeah. like, this is where all the information... This was Google. This yeah. was Google. So this they're was God. It. Okay, Google's God.
1: Facebook is Born love. A one of the wonderful things about our species is we not only need to love, but we need to be loved. Or mm-hmm. not, we not only need to love, but we need to uh, need to love others. Kids or babies that are denied of nutrition but get a lot of affection end up more productive and healthy than kids that have mm-hmm. poor nutrition but get affection. I think our ability to establish empathy with other people, to connect with them, to maintain connections, to care about them, has largely been facilitated or done at scale with Facebook, specifically their photos. Mm-hmm. And I think it brings out a very nice part of our of our species. Uh, I think Amazon is our is our our gut, our large intestine. Uh, th- more people in human history have died from starvation than any other ailment. So as mm-hmm. a result. A key strategy of our species, in one word, is more. Mm -hmm. The penalty for more is gluttony or maybe diabetes, but it's got a large lag. The penalty for too little is starvation, a terrible death. So it gives us. So open your cupboard, open your closet. You have 10 to 100x more than you need. Mm -hmm. And Amazon, Walmart, and China's strategy of more for less is the ultimate business strategy. So Amazon is our consumptive self. And then moving further down, Apple is sex. (laughs) Our ability Look, once the, what's, the, what's the first oh, instinct? Tim
0: Cook's going to like that one. Oh, there he go. knows it. Yeah, all he, right. Uh, he knows it and yeah. he's acting on okay. it. They
1: figured it out. Uh, okay. Your number one instinct is survival. And once that box is checked and you think, okay, I'm going to make it through the day, your number two instinct is procreation. Mm-hmm. And the number one signal of wealth, the number one signal of power, and the one, number one signal of your likelihood of a random sexual encounter and a greater selection set among potential mates mm-hmm. is the iPhone. Mm -hmm. This is the new signaling device that I have good genes. Uh Just as having ad-supported Pandora radio or a paying with a Discover card is like saying I have bad genes, (laughs) this is – an iPhone is saying to the opposite sex or to a potential mate, I have good genes. You should mate with me. So they said, okay, who else is (laughs) What does a
0: Samsung say?
1: A Samsung says I can't afford an iPhone. Um, (laughs) Actually, Samsung's done a pretty good job. Samsung's (laughs) actually a great company.
2: It's still not Um, good, though. You're
1: right. I'm backtracking. I was with the CMO of Samsung yesterday, and so Uh I'm totally uh sticking my words back into my mouth. Um, (laughs) Uh, So what have they done? They took a page literally out of luxury. What do luxury brands have? An iconic founder. Right. Vertical distribution. Temples to the brand. Right. What's the difference between a Vuitton store and an Apple store?
0: None.
1: They have – The Apple product announcements aren't product announcements or whatever they call them. They're fashion shows. They have Mm Chrissy Turlington on stage.
0: Right. They did. They indeed did.
1: So what do they advertise? Mm 12-page spread in Vogue. Right. Incredible, incredible um, attention to artisanship and design. Mm -hmm. This is a luxury brand. They've decided we want to move from being the best house in the worst neighborhood hardware manufacturing to the best house in the best neighborhood Which is luxury. And luxury speaks to two things our need to be closer to God and our need to procreate. Which is Google. (laughs) Which is Google. But Apple is sex. So what do we have? Sex. Every one of us. Every one of us is a function of those four things. Every one of us. us
0: Anything missing?
1: Love. We covered it, don't you think?
0: Yeah. What what is Uber then? Oh, gosh.
1: I, I haven't taken the metaphor that far You're supposed or what is, to ask me. You're what is supposed Microsoft to promote in this. all this. Yeah, I don't know. My, my, Microsoft is our, our I don't know, our conscience, our daily work. but look, God, love, consumption, and sex. Mm-hmm. The proportion of our approach to each of those four yeah. things largely defines who we are. I think those companies, these companies have disarticulated those four things, reassembled them in the shape of for-profit companies and created more value than the GDP of India. Yeah. In, in the process. So yeah. the basic premise of the first part of the book is I think these four companies have aggregated so much power because they've tapped into some very basic instincts. And mm-hmm. also, and I teach this in my class, I think every company needs to decide which of those organs you are appealing to and, and structure your business around I used to say there. you have
0: to either be useful or entertaining. Uh, you know, and I thought Facebook was useful. I mean, remember, they pushed themselves as the utility for a long time mm-hmm. or entertaining, or some, some. And Google would have been useful to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, you can borrow this at any time. And uh, Amazon, useful. Like a lot of them are useful more. Now Amazon's become entertaining.
1: So utility versus fun. I, I yeah. think of it as. I or think both. It as, if
0: you're both, fantastic.
1: What organ are you appealing to? It's Instagram the brain, was
0: useful and fun. For yeah, example. they
1: did both, right? Mm hmm. But you're either appealing to the brain, the heart, or the genitals, and mm-hmm. as you move down the torso, the margins get better because the decision making becomes more irrational. Right. So, so ideally, you just have to have that. Ideally, you want to be in yeah, the business right. of appealing to people's sex organs because the, that organ is the most irrational decision making organ in the body, which translates to the biggest margins. So right. what so industry has the largest margins? Luxury. What so computer? Why
0: are I- AirPods so ugly? and unattractive why do they render that you hurts. unattractive they wouldn't they're my favorite thing they wouldn't say that oh no I, I wear them all the time I can't help myself they're so fantastic but
1: what does Apple have Apple has the margins of Hermes mm-hmm. greater margins than Ferrari mm-hmm. because they figured out we're in the business of sex so it, where do
0: they go next what's the next sexual object we need from them
1: that's a great well, question. The new
0: iPhone 8 will come out, obviously. I think
1: the new battlefront is the home. Mm-hmm. I think no one's been able to figure out how to pull not the home at all. together. And uh, what's weird about Apple right now is I don't
0: a, believe they're not in there. I would buy them over, I don't want Amazon sneaking up on me. And Google definitely isn't getting any devices in my house because I don't trust them. So Apple, I would give, because they're not in the business of selling my information.
1: I think Apple should buy Bose and figure out a way to, such that I can rip out the. Bose or, Con-
0: or Sonos? or. or yes.
1: yes. <laughs> I, would, I would just go hard after the home. I also think Samsung should do the same. I think Samsung and Apple are going are to run head-on into each other in the home because Samsung controls this incredibly important screen that's been overlooked called our TV. hmm and Apple controls the phone, but for some reason, I end up with this ridiculously stupid screen called Control Four in my house. It's mm-hmm. supposed to help me figure oh, out yeah. that. and I just can't figure out, I just can't figure it out, yeah. you, figure you it shouldn't. out. and so somebody is going to figure out yeah, the home lighting. But, yeah. So uh, everyone's talking about autonomous, self-driving cars as being where these guys are going to collide. I think actually, I think they're going to collide in the home. Mm-hmm. No one's brought the home together. Yeah.
0: Where's Google playing the home information? I guess they've tried it with Nest. They've tried with that didn't work out as well as they thought.
1: Right. That feels like they overpaid for that in their I,
0: home. They have their whatever their devices. Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, it's a good question. I don't know, but uh, what's weird is is that the company would have least expected to make inroads there, Amazon has. Yeah. Uh, which is
0: I was astonished. Crazy. I was like, I would used to call the CEOs of uh, Google and the people at Apple. I'm like, why does this exist? Amazon. Why do I own an Alexa and I don't own a, one of your devices? What's taking you?
1: Yeah, it's really striking when you think about it. And, and you know what? Apple gave it away mm-hmm. uh, the same way they kind of gave music away. They yep. own music. They gave voice away. Yeah. And but I wonder to a certain extent if they just keep you know their attitude is they just keep making. Their innovation right now, and I actually think it's really genius, what are they coming out with? A $1,200 phone? Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't put gold on it. That's just not <laughs> – but I'll buy it. If gold, it, if gold. It, yeah, I promise that. If you, if you think – it's a store of value. Anyways, yeah. if they can convince me that it has hold the charge for just another 30 minutes, which yeah. I think would be the biggest yeah, bump battery. in the, the quality of my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. But I will buy them, yeah. So
0: are there any international companies that are, like, have any of these things? Because it's all U.S. companies. Every one of those is a U.S. company.
1: Yeah, and I mostly talk about them because I don't understand the Chinese ones. So, so there's Alibaba and there's Tencent, which are – you know people say I don't talk about them enough because they're so huge and they do so well. And the answer is yes. Or you could argue Microsoft is the fifth horseman because they're B2B and they have such a great diverse business. But arguably the Chinese ones are the um, –
0: the versions in those are this,
1: countries. But uh, two things, and this is, I hope uh, it will sound xenophobic. The Chinese are really bad at building global brands. Mm-hmm. It's for the second largest economy. Name the 10 largest yep. economies, and I can name there's amazing global they brands need to buy their way in here. out of Japan. There's amazing global brands out of France. For some reason, the Chinese have not been able to build brands that permeate geographic boundaries. Yep. And owning, and they're very good at capturing. Xiaomi RT.
0: tried a little bit.
1: Yeah. It didn't work. Not really. Yeah, it didn't work. Uh, Lenovo Or Mm -hmm. higher Or (laughs) Huawei I asked my class I mean Name a great Chinese Global brand Mm -hmm. You can name Great global brands Out of Australia Out of You know Oh you're
0: right There's lots of There's tons Right
1: Or gosh Italy or France Or Japan Even Korea's Got got some incredible Beauty brands So (laughs) And Samsung's That's arguably one of the sure. ten strongest brands in the world. Right. China not one. I huh. wouldn't put any of the brands even in the you top fifty, right. top hundred. Thought about that. So their ability, you you probably I think tap out at about four or five hundred billion dollars if you can't go global. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they get to a trillion dollars. What okay. they're great at, what they're great at, is Same benchmarking, thing. which is the modern day term for stealing mm-hmm. IP from Western companies, and then. Letting a Western company come in, build, educate the market, and then using the support of the Although local you could government say to take back share. Some of their
0: communication share. stuff has been, has been better than some of their WeChat and other things like that are pretty – WeChat,
1: WeChat – actually, WeChat could be the first global brand out of China. Right. It's a top 10 app in, I think, 27 markets. So that's the one I would bet WeChat, on. yeah. But also as someone who likes to think they know something about corporate mm-hmm. governance, the corporate mm-hmm. governance in Alibaba is abysmal. You're mm-hmm. not even buying really a share in the company. You're buying mm-hmm. a share in some strange holding company yeah. that is supposedly linked to twenty seven other companies. Mm-hmm. So that feels like a company that could you could wake up one morning and if there's some sort of scandal around corporate governance or fraud mm-hmm. could literally just get cut in half in one day. And you wouldn't you have no recourse. Right. And so it's but we'll any see. other
0: country you're seeing something coming out of because Japan obviously used to be that. Gosh, Any that's other. a
1: great talk. What happened? What's so interesting? I was talking to the Samsung guy last night. What happened to Sony? Talk about a brand that's right fallen They're from coming break.
0: back. That's what Peter Kafka says. Sony? I guess I don't know. He's mm. some Sony person coming to one of our events.
1: Critio in France. I mean, who? Who? I know. In the innovation space, like who is tearing it up right now? There's a couple brands, that, well, or a I couple companies, that it. do an amazing job in China, and then most of it is in a bike ride of Stanford. And yep, or, they're all American companies. Yeah, it's so, uh, you West know, and, Coast American. And this is part of the reason, and when I say this in the book, they play by a different set of rules because they have become objects of adulation and a huge source of national pride so, for us.
0: So let's talk, let's finish up then talking about the national scene because yep. obviously this has yep. been quite a week here. What a week, right? Yeah, right, I know. Bad for U.S. branding. Uh, Nazis are always bad for U.S. branding. Yeah,
1: that doesn't Um, help. Can you imagine importing something from the
0: Germans? Now the Germans look so progressive. It's fascinating. How much of a role should these global CEOs, essentially, from Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, let's just use them, or any of them, how much should they be speaking up and doing? They obviously had removed themselves Mm -hmm. from some of these tech councils Mm -hmm. and other councils that Trump was involved with. Mm -hmm. They've distanced themselves. They were the first to distance themselves, although not fully. Um, They still talk behind the scenes, I think. What should they do here? Should they, in in this particular time period right now, with an administration they clearly Mm
2: -hmm. are
0: utterly at odds with on almost every topic from transgender rights to immigration Mm -hmm. to Nazis? Mm -hmm. Um, I think most people are on one side on that issue. Uh, There is only one side. What should they do here? Should they keep silent, their heads down, or should they just say, become the governments they are? I hate to sound like Steve Bannon, but...
1: the calculus to date, kind of post World War II, is to stay mostly out of politics and unless it involves a direct assault on your shareholder value, a tariff, employment, wages, something they like are. that.
0: They haven't been able to. It's in, Culture wars have infected everywhere.
1: It, it, things have changed because these companies are seen as so important that people want to know how they feel. I think the calculus changed a week ago. Mm-hmm. And that is the current administration has become – has lacked so much credibility and at this point is seen as – I think so stupid they're becoming perceived as dangerous that I believe we're in the midst of what is called uh, – is referred to as a – strangely enough called a white coup or a bloodless coup. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's going to be led, strangely enough, by republicans. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the Democrats have been neutered, and the more they get angry and upset, the more elections they lose. So they're seen as an aging home, but not the cute Ron Howard aging home with wise people, <laughs> like the bad aging home where people everyone is there. It's like the people that the time come forgot. Back,
0: Scott, you know that. Hey, uh, so, yeah, I hope so.
1: Come, I'm one of them, but you know, I, I think that they're effectively have been rendered totally obsolete. Mm-hmm. I think the Republicans are going to go. I think he's going to be uh, impeached, but he's going to do the. I broke up with you first, right? Which and he he's to resign. You did that several
0: times this week.
1: Yep, I broke up with you first. And it's going to be led by Republicans with the support. And the thing that's going to get it done is the military. Mm-hmm. The uh, repudiation by the Joint Chiefs this week from the four branches of the armed services right. is extraordinary. I know. I, sa- I kept that saying, are you seeing Extraordinary. That's right. probably the most underreported thing that's happened yeah. in a long time. And then the tools, the tools and the weapons of this are going to be Google and Facebook. I think there's a lot of people in Google and Facebook that realize they screwed up. And I think they're oh, going to. are.
0: They're agonized. And, I've had lunch with all of them.
1: And I think they're, they're going to push. They the,
0: go,
1: oh. I think they're going to push the limits of what even they're supposed to do, uh, the next time the election comes around. So I, I think we're. I don't even think we're going to make it to the next election. I think we're in the midst of what I would call a a, a slow coup, a slow so bloodless coup. So who runs coup. things then? Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. The Vice President. Um, the, I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale I know do you watch it? Don't,
0: don't watch it It's, 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 it's not going to It's crazy Isn't that crazy oh. And then there's little bits That like have happened already. How could it
1: not be Pence though if, if Oh he Trump will be resigned, pr- I, No I know yeah, that But pressing. he's going
0: to run it But who's going to run it Like is it going to really be him Or is it going to be s-
1: When you s- say run it What do you mean
0: well, in *Handmaid's Tale*, a, a, a government really runs everything. They control right, right. every aspect. In this oh case, no, I don't think
1: we're headed there. I think that's that even. That's even. But you're in the mood. After what, if me. you watch
0: *Handmaid's Tale*, you just feel sick. You can't even. Yeah. Watch, you can only watch one at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I watch two at a time, and then I go no. upstairs and just stare at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and you're not a lady. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, it's strange. <laughs> Try being a lady and it's watching really that. It's really well done. Yeah, it the, is. The yoga really dance thing
0: was just. Uh, it's it,
1: it's, uh, it's frightening. And who would have known if it's from Hulu? I Hulu know. finally stepping mm-hmm. up, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I did a uh, podcast with the showrunner for it.
1: It's they, you know, they do a fantastic job. So look, the word was supposedly the Democrats weren't going aggressively after Trump because they thought, OK, if he leaves, we have this kind of reheated Reagan-esque-like character who will step in, be seen as a leader for pacifying the nation in Pence. And then we have a guy who's endorsed, you know, electra-thock-sherapy for gay people right. and you know that won't won't close the door and be alone with a woman mm-hmm. right so they thought we're going to wait till 20 and just take back the white house but right. i think things i think when the military steps in mm-hmm. and these people regardless of what you think of them or their political beliefs these people have been standing watch for our nation for decades mm-hmm. and you know they're not paid very well or they're not they're not rich people they don't they do this quietly without yeah, a lot of really
0: over. reward
1: and i think the, the the majority of americans respect them and when they step in and say This is becoming a security risk. This demeanor, this decision making, this lack of discipline is becoming a security risk. I I think behind the scenes, we're seeing a slow moving coup. Mm -hmm. but I could be wrong.
0: You go, wow, that's quite a prediction. That's better than Amazon, Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, I think that's, and not only that, I think a- it's, I think it's going to happen sooner than we think.
0: So, meaning one of the generals becomes our president? Or? No, 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 had vice, that. we've had vice, a general, the vice
1: president. president, the vice president will become uh, not a military coup. The vice president will become the president. But I think, I think the military is going to sit down. The joint chiefs of staff are going to sit down. And say, uh, "Mr. President," and these are people who respect hierarchy. Right. We have no respect for you, right? And we are we are worried about you and right. think you present a security but risk. Doesn't
0: he? Be, he's just an outlier in that way, right? I mean, mostly mostly that has been the way it's been. Most people think that that's how it's been run. It's just this guy's drawn outside the lines, and he can't do it anymore.
1: Oh, I, I think we've we've gone well beyond. I mean, regardless. The thing I the, – the one thing I like about Trump is I think in, in the past we've had leaders who actually believe this stuff, mm-hmm. but they're smart enough to keep it to themselves. Yeah. He's not. right? So, uh, you know, there's so few ways you could unite 99 percent of people against you. Mm-hmm. And one is Nazis? I mean what's right. next? He's going to start – protecting. Yeah, protecti- that's what he's going to – what's next? He's going to start saying <clears throat> there's two sides to the pedophilia issue. Yeah. So – I yeah. could argue that, yeah. way. you could see him doing. There's, it. you know, there's some good know people some very on both fine sides. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. I think he's going to break with break up with us first. I think he is going to uh, resign. Yeah. And but I think some people are going to sit him down and freak him out and say we just don't support you. We think right. you should step down.
0: All right. What did the oh, god? So what do the Democrats do to get that back? If if you're a Democrat yourself, I don't
1: know. Get a backbone, grow a pair. Stop being so quiet. Stop uh, uh, profanity. Who do pli- you
0: like among the current people? That's we a tough message. one. I what like. Uh, we talked
1: about him. Gavin Newsom. Gavin I think Newsom. it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good one. I like Al Franken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think humor would be a great way to counter some of the stuff that's that's coming down the pike. Um, I'm hoping a new crop of candidates prop up now that the kind of the Clinton machine is is, is out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we see a bunch of a bunch of progressives. Also, at some point, hope that. You know, Florida, there's more people registered independent than Democratic or Republican. Right, it's I been wonder. I
0: wonder. Something else. Yeah,
1: but it, that, uh, people always hope for that, and it never happens. Who do you like?
0: Oh, none of them. None <laughs> of them. Not yet. There's someone else coming. I none guess. of them. There will be. It yeah. always has to be a person kind of thing. I, yeah. I, uh, there's pieces. If you could, I think Al Frank is a great idea. That yeah. something like that. Uh, I think humor's right. I think a progressive mentality, a progressive feeling mentality will eventually win out feeling with conservative in a certain way yeah. you know what i mean i do think eventually our country always goes to the center it just always seems to a, a version of bill clinton that or mm-hmm. ronald, a version of ronald reagan mm-hmm. you know what i mean somewhere in there because ronald reagan remember how crazy we thought he was when he mm-hmm. kept saying we'll begin bombing in five minutes and star wars and stuff and then now my god
1: yeah, he How looks, do you like looks me like, now? <laughs> he looks like Elizabeth Warren now.
0: No, I know. Right. It's yeah. kind of weird. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. But I like these new things. God, this has been fascinating as usual. Instead of Amazon buying Whole Foods, now we have a, a bloodless coup that he's <laughs> predicting.
1: That. <laughs> you know, it, it, regression to the mean, you should never make these kinds of predictions no, after you I got know, lucky. But General
0: Francisco Franco is still dead. Go. Thank God for that. You, go. um, you know, and again, branding Nazis still bad, right?
1: I can say almost with total certainty that I if you're building a brand, certainty. go with youth, go with America, and try to avoid the whole Nazi association. Yes. All
0: right. I think that's good. Yeah, that makes yeah. That's why you get paid the big bucks, that's right? right? <laughs> Thank you. You heard it here. Nazis, trans fat, al-Qaeda, and pedophiles. That's, just stay just away mostly,
1: from Mostly, most of the time. Most of the most time. Most of the time. Most of the yeah. time.
0: All right. Because <laughs> there's many sides, as that's you right. know. Anyway, we're here with Scott Galloway. He is a professor at NYU. He's the founder of L2. He's very clever. And he has a new book coming out called The Four, The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, or I guess it's the gut, the sex, the love and
1: god that's it
0: that's it i can't wait to see who else everyone else is anyway thank you so much for coming to the show it was fantastic talk as usual
2: thank you um
0: and one more time again the title of the new book is the four the hidden dna of amazon apple facebook and google and you can get it on amazon right now you can pre-order it if you enjoyed the interview as much as i did be sure to subscribe to the show be the first to listen to future episodes or catch up on previous episodes including some really fantastic interviews We've done with Uber executive Francis Fry, Park CEO Tolga Kurtoglu, and leadership experts Chris Keeney and John Danner, just to name a few. You can find those episodes or more wherever you found this one or on our website, recode.net slash podcasts. Now that you're done with this, check out some of our other shows on Recode Media with Peter Kafka. You'll hear no BS interviews with some of the smartest people in media and entertainment. I also host two Embarrassed Ask along with Lauren Good of The Verge, where we answer all of your questions about consumer tech. And on Recode Replay, you can find audio from all of Recode's live events, including the Code Conference. Thanks for listening. Thanks also to Beth O'Connell and our editor, Chris Basil. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson. This has been another episode of Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Monday with another great guest. Tune in then.
2: Hey there, I'm Dieter Bone from The Verge, and I'm dropping into the podcast to remind you of something. Apple is going to release a new iPhone in September. They do literally every September, but this year it's going to be a really big deal. And so our podcast, The Vergecast, is going to record in front of a live audience the day after Apple's announcement. We'll be recording on September 13th in San Francisco, and you can get tickets at bit.ly slash SF. That's bit.ly slash thevergecastsf. We hope to see you there. Hi, this is Recode Radio producer Eric Johnson. Thanks for listening to this episode. Our media industry listeners will already know this, but Recode is owned by Vox Media, and we wanted to include a special shout-out because we're so proud to be associated with them. Vox Media is known for its standout technology and high-fidelity advertising. Their platform is what supports our growth here at Recode, and it's what allows us to go deeper into the topics that you, our listeners, care about most— For us, that's tech news, reviews, and analysis, but if you haven't already, you should check out Vox Media's other editorial brands. Vox.com goes deeper into explaining the stories defining the world today, SB Nation tells the story beyond the scoreboard, and there are lots more to discover, including Eater, Curbed, Racked, and Polygon what unites all of these editorial brands is a refusal to compromise on quality, because we believe in the power of going deeper, and we believe in the best of our audiences. If you aren't going deep, where are you going? Vox Media.